Good morning. There we are. Good to see everybody here on this beautiful Sunday. Isn't it a nice day out there? Some of you say, it's cold, Pastor John, and I'm going to say, no, it's November. That's what it is. This is great weather. I love it. Uh, I, don't, I don't look forward to uh, what follows, except for between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Give me all the snow you want, Thanksgiving and Christmas. But once Christmas is done, give me spring. I know, I know, it doesn't work that way. But anyway, if you're, if you're visiting for the first time, please stop by our Welcome Center and let us give you a gift and welcome you officially. If you're visiting online for the first time, scan that QR code, let us know that you're out there, and uh, just keep in touch with us that way. We appreciate your help and encouragement. Children's Ministry Training Meeting is this afternoon. I misspoke last week. It does not include Awana. It is for Sunday School and Children's Church Ministries. Food will be provided. If you are interested in being in the ministry, in one of those ministries involved, or you are currently involved, uh, we would ask you to please stay this afternoon, and uh, Pastor Brett will help you get settled in that way. Let's see, there's a pie and a praise and pie service this Tuesday, two of them. One is at 11 o'clock, for those of you who come to the midweek service in the mornings. Uh, it's usually on Wednesday. We will not have it on Wednesday. Move it to Tuesday. It's pie and praise. We'll meet over in the fellowship hall. We'll eat pie. We'll share praises and thanksgiving together, uh, scripture together, and then we'll pray and be dismissed. Same thing will happen again at 7 o'clock that night. Uh, Tuesday evening. There will not be anything happening here on Wednesday. You can go home and bake or travel or do whatever you need to to get ready for Thanksgiving and trust that you will have a wonderful Thanksgiving celebration with your families. Blankets for the nursing home ministry. They need 50 plus. I'm not exactly sure how many they've got, but uh, when they take the box away, you'll know that they've got enough. Uh, so if you can just drop off, we're looking for throws, uh, you know, those kinds of lap blankets uh, for the nursing home ministry. Uh, you can drop them in that uh, little plastic bucket that's in between the uh, two buildings there. Uh, you'll see it out there. Christmas in Wanamaker is coming up fast and furious. That is Saturday, December 2nd. It's a parade. Uh, we set up a booth. It's open booths, and there's little things you're going to doing with the booths. Most people are selling things at their booth. We're not. We're giving it away. Uh, we'll make our hot chocolate, popcorn. Uh, we'll give away candies and invitations to the church and so we need help in doing that. One is we need you to sign up to help us at the booth, taking a time that you can kind of cover a time. We'll have those maybe this, this evening, uh, the times set up for you out there. And then another help is the parade. It's a little less than a mile, and, and it's all walked. And you started at uh, the, uh, well, I'm going to say the CVS, the Napa store, whatever that is, uh, in Wanamaker, walking down to the center of town. And while we're going, we're giving out invitations and candies, and uh, we have a float and a, a trailer that, or a tractor trailer that will pull a full hay wagon. And so uh, that's, that's the idea of what we're going to do. You can ride or you can walk and just give out candies. It's a great time. That being said, we need help getting our things that we're handing out prepared. Uh, so that is going to be next not this coming Tuesday, but the following Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, we will uh, meet together and prepare bags and candies and things like that. If you want to donate some candies, that'd be fantastic. We can use that. Uh, so you just buy us a bag of candy. We'll put your bag into the mix, whatever. Uh, so we'll make sure that all that happens. Looking forward to that. See me or Pastor Brett for details. 
Then Jesus Came is our Christmas cantata coming up on December 17th. That is a Sunday night, December 17th, 6 o'clock. So plan for that. Be here to uh, encourage the choir as they present to us Then Jesus Came. There's also a, uh, a play that goes with it, and so that will all be happening here uh, on that Sunday night. Probably as early as next week or maybe the week after, uh, you'll see the uh, platform start to change as they begin to to prepare for the play itself. Uh, so just kind of keep in mind that's what you'll see, that's what's going on. And then our missionaries of the week are the Ruwirsmas. This will be a challenge to you. The Ruwirsmas, man, I tell you, they have got a ministry going in England that's just been such an encouragement. Uh, but here's one thing that they said. Our ladies, or we started something new this summer, our ladies have been desiring to go deeper into the Word. So we introduced them to hermeneutics, 101. Hermeneutics is a college course on how to interpret and understand the scripture. Uh, taking a literal interpretation of the scripture is hermeneutics. And uh, listen to this. We had 25 ladies sign up. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, so uh, they faithfully worked and put forth the effort to understand the Bible better. It's been both encouraging and challenging to see their hunger to grow. Uh, they have things going with the guys, too, by the way. This is just what's happening on the ladies' side. I just want to share it with you. And there is talk of, uh, talk of starting Theology 101 next. And uh, it's great to see such eager learners uh, to be growing together around the Word of God. So it's exciting things happening around the globe. Oh, and I almost forgot this. I found it, Brother Chuck. Here we go. Uh, Brother Chuck is in need of dry cleaning bags. Uh, I think, are you wanting those ones with the zippers? Is that what you're looking for? The bags, the dry cleaning bags with the zippers, or the soft plastic ones, uh, maybe not the zippers. I don't know what he's looking for. But anyway, uh, looking for 30 of those. If you have dry cleaning bags, see Brother Chuck. He is in need for that, for uh, some of the Christmas decor that's going up. It's a way to store things, and so he would like to get our help to get that. Let's have the men come. We're going to take up our tithes and offerings this morning. And I'm going to ask Brother Randy if he would ask God's blessing on the offering, God's blessing on the Ruizmas as we gather together, and, uh, and blessing on the service today.
Amen. Thank you, David. I love that song. And uh, if you were here working this week, you got to hear that this week, too. It was great. Got to hear those songs. Go ahead and stand with me. We're going to sing about Thanksgiving this week, as this week is Thanksgiving. So we're going to start by saying three verses of Count Your Blessings. When upon thy fellows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, singing all is lost. Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and if those surprise you what the Lord has done, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy? You are called to bear. Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly. And you will be singing as the days go by. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. On that lap. the choir sing at this time. Oh, 
To those of the congregation which are able, please stand for the reading of sacred scripture. The epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Romans, chapter 7, beginning in verse 12. Wherefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid, but sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not, but what I hate, that I do. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it, that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law, that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin." May the Lord prosper his word, whereto he sent it to remain standing. We're going to continue on by seeing three verses of We Gather Together. Thanksgivings ago, I believe. No, I think it was two Thanksgivings ago. My heart is filled with thankfulness. If you know it, sing out. If you don't, listen to the first verse and you can sing with us on the next two. My heart is filled with thankfulness to him who bore my pain, who from the depths of my disgrace and gave me 
that phrase where it says, his every thought is love. And sometimes we don't feel that way, right, when things are going tough. We were just talking to our college group today about suffering. We've been going through the book of First Peter, and suffering is a major theme. And sometimes in the midst of suffering, we don't feel like God's loving. And yet, if we trust him, humbly accept that what he is doing is his perfect plan, we understand that it is love. And that's hard to see, but I love that phrase. So we're going to sing, finally, our hymn of the month. We're going to sing verse 1, straight into verse 2, and then we'll do the chorus, 3-4 chorus as well. So just follow me or follow the screen. All right, here we go. By faith we see the hand of God In the light of creation's grand and nine. In the light of those who prove His faithfulness Who are by faith and not Verse 2 By faith our fathers from the earth With the power of His promise in Bye. 
shall come our certain aid. Our help is from our God, by whom all things are made. Unto the hills we lift our longing, longing chapter 13, Hebrews 13. When I uh, think of that verse, I, I know this is going to sound awful for most of you, but uh, I did not grow up 
with a, in a family that went to church and stuff. And so my first recollection of that verse, anybody know where it might have been? If I, if I remember that verse, but not from church, the sound of music. That's right, yeah, so uh, I think it was Mother Superior, right? I will lift up mine eyes into the hills and winds come with my help, my help going from the Lord. So that was my first recollection of that. So I was like, wow, you could almost hear that happening, that whole song actually happening on the sound of music, right? That was, oh, anyway, it is Thanksgiving coming up, and uh, next week uh, we have Evangelist Chris Miller staying in our missions house, and usually uh, he's here for us with us. Uh, on that uh, this weekend of Thanksgiving, so he'll be preaching next week for us. Looking forward to that. So you can look forward to that as well if you're going to be able to be back from your family things. I know it's the it's just one of those weekends that happens that way. Um, <clears throat> also next week, though, for those of you who are interested, uh, we're bringing in a young man from Pensacola who is potentially uh, the next Pastor Andrew. So uh, his name is Taylor Woods. And uh, no relation to the Woods family here that I'm aware of. But uh, anyway, so if you, were, if you want to meet him for the first time, then that would be next Sunday. He'll be here only in the morning service. Uh, he and his fiance they're getting married, I think, December the 16th. And uh, then he'll finish up his master's degree and, and graduate in May. So that would be the soonest that we would see him, uh, uh, you know, as far as on staff. Uh, after that, so if that works out, so we're just asking you to come and, you know, introduce yourself, get to know him a little bit. Uh, youth staff workers, we're inviting you to have lunch with him afterward, uh, him and his fiance, so that you can get to know him a little bit if you're uh, able to be here. Again, I know it's just, it's the weekend that it happens to be. He's in school, so, you know, we're just trying to take the weekends that, that they can come. Uh, he's not going to give us any time during Christmas break because he's getting married and he some reason thinks he should go do something there. So <clears throat> Anyway, it is what it is, so uh, we're looking forward to uh, having him in. Hebrews chapter 13 is where we're going to be. Verse 15, Hebrews 13, verse 15 says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. What's that word? continually. This isn't something on again, off again. This is continually. And here's what that praise is. That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. God says, here's what I want you to do continually. Open your mouth and be thankful. Let's pray that we're going to talk about that. Father, help us today as we consider uh, the holiday coming up and consider our own lives and what you've done. We just pray that you would make us thankful people. Help us to open up our lips and continually give you the praise of thanksgiving. We'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are being thankful, if you are opening your mouth with thanks, what are you not doing? Complaining. That's one, right? So let me ask it the other way. If you are complaining, what are you not doing? You get the idea? What's another thing? If you're opening your mouth giving thanks, what are you not doing? Murmuring. Murmuring. That's that concept of gossip and complaining and everything all put together, right? You know what? If you're doing those things, you know what you're not doing? Being thankful and being pra giving praise. Give me another thing. If you open your mouth and you're not giving thanks, you know, or if you open your mouth and you're giving thanks, what are you not doing? Well, you're not being silent. 
Exactly. By the way, this is not an option here, is it? It's like, here's what it looks like when we are offering the sacrifice of praise to God. It's opening our mouth. It says, the fruit of the lips with thanksgiving. Can't just be quiet. It's not enough to not complain. Do you understand? It's a, this is a proactive concept. You must involve yourself. What's another thing? What are you not doing? Denigrating. Tearing people down. You're not doing that. So guess what? If you're tearing people down, yeah, but I, I only tear down the government officials, Pastor John. <laughs> I feel your pain. I really do. <laughs> but when you're doing that, guess what you're not doing? You see how this works? You're not whining. Whining just drives me nuts. I'm just going to be honest. Just whining. Go cry. Go cry on somebody else's shoulder. I know I'm supposed to listen. You're not acting out self-pity. I want us to walk through this concept of being thankful. But I'm going to use the Apostle Paul. Now, this is, I don't like doing, you know, doing these kinds of messages in which, you know, you take a topic, a topical message, and you kind of follow it through the Scripture as well as I like to just take a passage of Scripture and let's just see what the Lord's saying in that passage. But there is a theme here that we can't deny, and so we're going to look at it. When the Apostle Paul is writing, at the beginning of almost every one of his letters, he expresses some sort of sentiment of thanksgiving. And usually, it's about that other person. So I want us, for this moment, to get our eyes off of us, because it's easy to say, I'm thankful for this as it regards to me, and for this as it regards to me, and this, and it's easy, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for my health, I'm thankful for the house, I'm thankful for whatever, you're going to keep filling that blank. But the Apostle Paul is going to offer thanksgiving, this continual sacrifice of praise, and he's going to do this as he's considering other people. And I want you to think about some other people uh, as we do this. So before we get to the other people, let me just, well, uh, you can try to flip through these, or they'll probably put them up on the board for you. But Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 says this, Cease not. And by the way, cease not. What does that mean? Don't stop. Don't stop. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. He says, you know what? I'm not going to stop doing this. I'm going to give thanks. Do you have somebody that's hard to be thankful for? I wonder if the Apostle Paul ever met any of those. When you read through uh, the, the, the letters that he's writing, he's always so thankful for these people. I wonder if there was ever anybody on the other end of that that was difficult for him to be thankful for. But you and I are called upon by God not to stop doing this. Cease not, it says, to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. In First Thessalonians chapter 1, in verse 2, he says this, We give thanks to God always for you all making mention of you in our prayers. And by the way, they're not putting that up on the board very quickly because I failed to make a copy of my sermon. Sorry about that, Andrew. That's my fault. J.D. wasn't here to remind me. Usually he's like, Dad, you didn't make a copy for the sound booth. Uh, so anyway, I didn't do that today. But it's, you know, we, are to, we are to always, always, for you all, making mention in prayers, give thanks. And so that's where he starts. He starts, as we're looking at this, he starts. Now we're going to look at the reasons 
that Paul was thankful for these other people. And what I want you and I to do today is to think about someone who fits that model in our lives. Because there's some things that when we think about our kids or our grandkids or our friends or our extended family, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you thrilled to, to think about this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 says this, For this cause also we thank God without ceasing. Thanking God again without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. I want to ask you this. Can you think of somebody that you've just watched their spiritual life begin to blossom? As the word of God has just begun to step into their hearts and you're watching it unfold. Is there someone that you could t- this morning say, I'm thankful for this person because I have watched God's word make an effectual difference in them? By the way, if that's not the case for you, then can I challenge us that we need to involve ourselves in somebody's life in such a way that we can begin to see the word of God at work in their lives. Right? That's a, a principle taught for us in the scripture. We should be coming alongside. We should be helping someone grow in Christ. We should be giving out the word. And by the way, the Apostle Paul says, you heard it of us, right? This isn't just something they're listening to on YouTube someplace. We're involved in this process. But who comes to mind right now? Have you watched one of your kids just begin to unfold the word of God and you're, you're watching God's word do a work? Sometimes, have you ever had that experience where you thought, it would never happen. It's that person that you least expected God to just get hold of. And all of a sudden, God's done something. And we're watching their lives just opening up. It's just, they're like a sponge just soaking it in. That's what the Apostle Paul says. We've had the privilege, he says, of watching as we've given out the word that you didn't just take it as the word of men. You took it as the word of God and it's now having a great impact on your life. I can't wait till I can watch that with my grandson, right? Uh, I've only got one grandson so far, but you know, I, I can't wait to watch the, the Word of God open up to him, right? He's only a year old, so it's not going to happen yet. But, you know, when all of a sudden that understanding starts setting in and I'm watching as God's doing a work. I've, I've had the privilege of watching it here. When I first became your pastor, we had 15 people, and here we are. I literally have grandkids in our, in our uh, youth group. Not my own grandkids, but I've, had, I've got kids that were in my youth group that are now in, their kids are now in my youth group. That's a joy to watch as the Word of God is just, bloomed in somebody's life and now a second generation as I'm watching the word of God go forth and begin to impact a heart and a life and I'm getting pretty close to third generation on this thing and uh, wow what a joy it is I'm just being honest the apostle Paul says I'm thankful because the word of God isn't just the word of men but it's doing something it's changing lives. It's changing the way people think. It's changing the way people act. The Apostle Paul says it's working. It's doing a work. 
and I'm thankful for it. Romans chapter 6, verse 17, says, But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Now, there's a couple ways to look at this, right? One is, we're just thankful to watch people coming to Christ. Over the years, we've had the privilege of watching people come to Jesus Christ. And, and of course, that's part of that, even that second generation. But, you know, every year during TNT, Tuesday Nights for Teens, we have a lot of uh, teenagers come to Christ. I think this last summer we had 11 teenagers made professions of faith. We, we watch as God does a work, and we have the privilege of seeing that. If you've never had that experience one-on-one, never had that experience personally where you were involved in that, boy, you're missing out on something. Start talking about Jesus, it'll happen. Right? It will. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. People will respond to the gospel when it's given out. I have found, uh, TNT is the, is the proof of that for us. Lost, you know, lost people respond to the gospel when they hear it. You, you get the point? And what TNT does is it gets the lost people here and they hear it. And when they get here and hear it, they trust Christ. It's just great to watch. And so that, you, we can look at it that way, but then there's also this concept of, okay, so when at one time sin was, had a hold on this person, right, and they were obeying sin, and now we've watched as they've been delivered from that. And, and so there's two ways that the Apostle Paul is thankful. Thankful for the conversion at salvation and thankful for that growing up that has given them now a, a, an inroad to spiritual growth. Who comes to mind? Who, can, who have you watched get saved? Who have you watched work through the process after they've gotten saved of growing and, and seeing victory in certain areas of their lives where sin was, was reigning, where sin was ruling? The Apostle Paul said, I'm thankful because... He has the privilege, he's like, I, I get this wonderful privilege of sitting and watching as God word, God's word is working in the hearts and lives of other people. There's a reason why the Apostle Paul says, I'm thankful for these people, I'm thankful for these people, I'm thankful for these people. Because he's watching God's word do a work again and again and again. Romans chapter 1, verse 8 says this, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Now, I can't honestly say that I know that, our, that the faith of Southeast Baptist Tabernacle is spoken of throughout the whole world. But I will tell you that we've lived here long enough now that I have come across people who talk about our church. It's, that is, you don't know how much fun that is. And, and that, you know, people who've never come to the church you're just talking to them out there someplace. And oh, yeah, I know where your church is. Every time I pass by there, there's all those cars. Or, oh, yeah, I know where your church is because somebody from your church gave me a track. That has happened about four times this year. Somebody in your church gave me a track. Or they, they don't always call it a track. Gave me, sometimes they call it a brochure, you know. Gave me something from your church. Oh, yeah, I know where your church is. So-and-so goes there. It, it, it's, it is such a joy. And it's especially a joy when they're saying that in good context. So-and-so goes there, and I like them, right? It's never good if the, yeah, I know where your church is. <laughs> that, that doesn't happen. But, you know, the Apostle Paul says, listen, I'm watching God's word do a work in your lives, in this case the church at Rome, watching, and now everybody's talking about what God's doing. 
at the church in Rome. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you, we've, we've been here long enough now to, to live that out so that people, you may not know it, but people do talk about you outside of the walls of this place. God's doing a work. It's a joy to be able to sit back and see what God is doing. The Apostle Paul says, I am so thankful that you're living out your faith in such a way that people are talking about it. Uh, I, I, um, over the years, you know, it, you, you got to be careful because you can, you can go to a, a preacher's meeting or go to some conference and, and there's always a great idea. There always is. There's always a wonderful idea out there. And you want, you're tempted to bring back the new idea and try this and try that and try this and try that. And, uh, but we've chosen here to, um, we don't, uh, how can I say this? I want to say this. Cause I, this is, I, I don't, I don't get caught up in what other ministries are doing, all right? So this is not me making a reflection on any other ministry. It's just on, on our own. Uh, we're not the kind of ministry that tries to browbeat people into certain things. So I don't stand up here, I don't think, and make you feel guilty that you don't go on visitation. I don't stand up here, I don't think, and make you feel guilty if you don't dress a certain way or if you can't fill in the uh, blanks on your uh, Sunday school book or, you know, because we're not interested in, in the superficial. Over the years, we've just encouraged you to, to grow. And it's been such a joy to watch it happen. And when I go outside of the walls of this place and hear people talking about you, and I, I'm, not, I'm not making this up, There's, you, you'd be in shock how many times people are like, oh, I know so-and-so from your church. They're a gem. They're golden. I know. I know. I, I don't understand why God has been so good to us here. I, I can't explain the goodness of God here. I just know that he has been. And what a joy it is to hear people talking about the lives, the godly lives of our church. Are we all living perfect lives? No. Do all of us wish we did something different at some point? Probably some point yesterday, I would guess. Yes. Having said all of that, God's doing a work, and not only is the Apostle Paul seeing it, but the Apostle Paul says, and other people are seeing it too. And I'm thankful for what God is doing. I'm, who comes to mind when you see that? Who do you know that you say, wow, I'm, I, I hear about them from other people. I hear about them from other people. Their faith is being spoken of. You know what we all long for, I think, is that we can't wait till, somebody, till that happens with one of our kids. Somebody comes back and says, let me tell you what a blessing your kids have been. Has that ever happened to you? Doesn't that just make your heart full of joy? That's where the Apostle Paul is right here. He's like, I keep hearing about people saying, let me tell you what a blessing the church of Rome has been. Wow. That is such a joy. That's what we long for. Who comes to mind? I want to make you thankful and about other people, about what God is doing uh, in other people's lives. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul writing again, he says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, or as, as it is, as, as it is uh, the right thing to do. Because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity 
of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. There's two things come to mind here. Who, who comes to mind when you say, wow, I know this person, they're just growing in faith by leaps and bounds. Who comes to mind? That's the Apostle Paul's talking about here. Your faith growing exceedingly. I, I'm not at liberty to share, you know, all, all the details of things that I hear. But um, watching many of you facing things that uh, I know are going to be hard. And sometimes I'm, you know, I'm not making this up. I'll go home and Mel and I have a conversation and we're like, we'll be lucky if they come back to church. This is going to hurt them so desperately. I mean, over the years we've had that conversation many times. That their faith is going to be so challenged that we're afraid that they'll just walk away from God. And the number of times that we've watched when heartaches have come, people stand firm in their faith. Trust God. Because sometimes God's not easy to trust. Have you ever noticed that? Well, he's always easy to trust, but he's not always easy to understand. How do you trust this God that you can't understand? Why does God allow these things to take place? Why does God allow this to take place? And, and you're working through it. And, and sometimes, I can share this one because I can. You know, I've watched, this, this year I had the privilege of watching God work melody through those things. I mean, it's been nine months, and nine months' time she lost both of her parents. And, and it, that would have been hard, except for there was three years before that that it was harder than losing her parents just watching what they were going through. And I'm, I'm praying for my wife and thinking she's just going to just throw in the towel. I mean, there's a point at which it's like, I'm done, you know? You're tired. But to watch as God's people embrace God's word and hold on to God's promises, and their faith is growing exceedingly. Wow, I'm thankful when I'm privileged to see that happen. I, I've watched it happen in many lives sitting here. That's why I can't hardly look at you this morning when I'm talking about this. Just to watch that happen and watch that take place, it's not easy to do, but what a joy it is. And, and then he goes on to this one, because this one to me is like, this is the description of Southeast Baptist Tabernacle if ever there was one. He says, you're growing in your faith and in the love, the charity that you have one toward another, as it abounds. If there's any kind of hallmark of our church, it is that we love each other. Now, that doesn't mean that we're always the best friends of each other, right? Sometimes we frustrate each other. Have you ever noticed that? Families do that. Families are the most frustrating people on the planet. And uh, yet, we love them. And, and what a joy it is to have this body of believers where we watch as the love of Christ is abounding uh, in, the, in the ministry here. People who come in, that's their comment. You know, uh, the, this church loves each other. We, you know, we, we, as the old song says, sometimes we laugh together, sometimes we cry, sometimes we share together heartaches and sighs, sometimes we dream together of how it will be when we all live forever in God's family, right? 
Uh, that's, this church has learned that one, and what a joy it is. And I rejoice. I'm thankful. And uh, who comes to mind as you think about these things? Who, who jumps out at you that you could say, God, I want to thank you this year for this person, for that group of people, for the way that you've worked there? 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 4. The Apostle Paul talking again. He says, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to take this a couple of different ways. What is grace? Getting something you don't deserve. Unmerited favor, right? It's getting something you don't deserve. Be honest. Have you ever watched God be gracious to someone and in the back of your mind you're thinking, why won't God do that for me? <laughs> and the Apostle Paul is what I want to focus on on this, on this point. The Apostle Paul had grown enough in his faith to say, I'm going to thank God for abounding his grace upon you. You know, sometimes it's, it's difficult to watch God bless other people with the things that you wanted and be thankful for it. Um, you know, so you, know, you already know this, but I, this is one of those examples that I can share. I can't share every example that I know. But, um, you know, Melody and I, you know, we get married and we're watching our friends having kids. And we wanted it. And it was difficult sometimes to be thankful at the grace that God was bestowing upon them. And we would go home and weep. Lord, what are we doing? Or what aren't we doing? You know, we wanted that. And that was a difficult thing. Sometimes it's just not always easy to be thankful for the grace that God is giving to other people. And uh, to trust that God anyway. But then the, the other way to look at it is, you know, to the joy of watching that grace, right? Have you ever watched God do something and you think, you're thinking to yourself, Parents, we've all been through this. God, be gracious to my kid, because I know what he deserves right now. <laughs> and you watch as the grace of God is bestowed upon them. You know, oh, thank you, God. I'm so thankful for a God who's gracious to you. A God who, who approaches each of us with his grace. And here's the Apostle Paul. Says, I am so thankful on your behalf for what the grace of God is doing for you through Christ Jesus. Uh, you know, it's not always easy to be thankful, but I'm going to encourage us this year, look at somebody who you've struggled to be thankful for what God's doing. You know, my own little personal thing, this, has, I, 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 this is more of a joke. It really is. It's not as big a deal as you guys think it is because I, I say it a lot, but um, I do watch God blessing other ministries. And you know, I'm, you know, I'm 62 and I'm getting close to the time where I'm going to have to say, okay, it's time for somebody else to take over, and Andrew leaves. <laughs> you know, but Brett's happy maybe. I don't know if he is or not, but he better be. <laughs> but, uh, you know, then you're watching this stuff happen, you know, and you think, okay. But then you're watching, oh, they're building a gym. <sighs> and to be thankful for what the grace of God is doing for that ministry, you know, to learn just to be thankful anyway. And that's, that's not always easy. So who, who challenges our thankfulness here? Let's this year be thankful for what God's doing, not, not turn it around into some self-pity. 
right? But instead be thankful. And then let's just look at somebody who we know doesn't deserve it. And we're like, God, thank you for being so, so, so gracious because, you know, I thought I might be attending a funeral at this point. You know? You understand those people? I didn't, I didn't know if they'd ever make that, ever turn that corner. But God was gracious. And I'm going to thank God on their behalf for the grace that God has bestowed upon them. Who comes to mind? Let's be thankful this year. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 says this, but, verse 16, But thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into your heart, uh, I'm sorry, into the heart of Titus for you. And so the, the Apostle Paul, that earnest care concept is that, that concept of zeal. The idea that some people have prayer requests and some people follow up their prayer requests with action. And the Apostle Paul I am so thrilled to watch action taking place. It's one thing to say, God, save my brother. It's another thing to say, God, save my brother, because on Thursday at Thanksgiving at the meal, I'm going to witness to him. Having zeal, right? Apostle Paul says, I am so thankful that Titus has zeal, has an earnest care. And it's so much fun to watch that happening out here. I mean, all of us kind of grow through this process, right? And, and it's some, some of you have grown to the place where you're praying for something. And now some of you are growing to the place where you're putting feet to those prayers. And there's zeal happening. And wow, what a joy it is to watch that. Who comes to mind? Who's got feet to their prayers? Who comes to mind that you know that they've done more than just pray for you? They're actually putting feet to those prayers and doing something about it. That's that earnest care. 1 Timothy chapter 2 says this, verse 1 and 2, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Apostle Paul, you know, not only is like, I'm thankful for this church, what's going on there, for this individual, for that's going on. He says, I am thankful for everybody that God has brought into my life. I am thankful for all men. And he goes on to say, for kings, for all that are in authority, who may lead a quiet and peaceable life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, he says, I am thankful for all things, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. Ephesians 5 says it this way, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the Apostle Paul. No question, there's a theme that runs through the Apostle Paul's writing when he thinks of people. And it's a thankfulness. So tonight we're going to talk about Jesus Christ and our thankfulness for him. That is obviously number one. I know that. I'm aware that that's where our thankfulness rests. But this morning, I want us to turn our hearts and our thoughts to those God has brought into our life. Who are you thankful for? Why are you thankful for them? And let's let this season of Thanksgiving be a time in which we express. You know what the Apostle Paul did? He told those people he was thankful for them. Hey, Titus, I'm thankful for you. Hey, church at Rome, I'm thankful for you. Hey, Philippians, I'm thankful for you. And here's why, and here's why. Let's let this Thanksgiving be something that God uses us to impact that person or those people 
in a unique way because we share. Remember how we started this out? It's our sacrifice of praise is when our lips speak. As Brother Tim pointed out, it's silence doesn't work here. We must speak. And let's tell somebody that we're thankful for them and why. And let's elevate what God is doing in their lives. You know, and you know, can you imagine, here's this conversation. You're going up to that person who you thought would never turn the corner. And you say to them, you know, I'm thankful for the grace of God working in your life because I have to be honest, I thought you might be dead by now. I thought you were, you're heading down the wrong path quick. And I'm so thankful that God's grace has turned that around. Do you think that would encourage them or discourage them? You know, get the idea. Thankfulness, this is what it is. I'm thankful that I heard somebody else talk about you the other day and they were thankful for you. What a joy. And especially if that's your family, your kids, your grandkids, they need to know that you notice that God's at work and you're thankful for it. Heads bowed, eyes closed, please. The Apostle Paul's thankful. And he's thankful for people for a lot of reasons. So the question then is, who are you thankful for? Are you willing to go and have that conversation with them. Tell them so. Tell them you're thankful. That would be the joy that would take place. So I, I'm not going to have a show of hands for this. I'm just asking you to consider, who do you need to talk to this week? It's Thanksgiving. Let's be thankful for the people God has brought into our lives. Maybe text them, whatever. You know, I, I, uh, I've gotten into a habit of, you know, usually once a week I text all of our former interns. We're up to about 15 now, so it's a little more of a challenge, but uh, it still happens. And every now and again, I want to tell them, you know what, I'm thankful for you. I want to encourage them in the things of the Lord. I want them to know I'm praying for them. It makes a difference. Let's be thankful. Let's consider for ourselves, are we the people that someone would be thankful for? Is our faith spoken of well? Are we growing exceedingly? Is the grace of God evident in our lives? And if not, then Christian, let me challenge us here. Let's become someone that others can be thankful for. The idea is that if I'm complaining, I'm not being thankful. <laughs> and if I'm a complainer, I'm probably not being thanked for. And it's that concept. But here's what I want to show of hands for. Maybe you'd say, Pastor John, I'm not even certain I'm a Christian. You're talking about what it is to be a Christian, but Pastor, I'm not certain if I died today, I'd go to heaven. And I'm concerned about my soul, about where I would spend eternity. Pastor, would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up and let me see that so I can pray for you? Anyone at all today? Father, we come to you asking you to make us thankful people. God, help us to look and see your hand at work in the lives of those around us and be willing to speak up as an encouragement to the work that you're doing to be that thankful person help us to live up to being someone that someone else could be thankful for help our faith to be lived out your grace to be obvious our zeal to be evident 
And Father, we'll thank and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing together. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. The altar's open to you. You step out. Let the Lord have his way, would you? Some thank the Lord for friends and home, for mercy sure and sweet. But I would praise Him for His grace. In prayer I would repeat. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. You may be seated. We're going to have a baptism. And then after the baptism, deacons, I need to, we, we have some people that would like to join the church, and we'd like to let them. So we'll meet in the room out here to the left of the front doors with them uh, after the baptism. So just explaining to you a little bit, I'm not doing the baptism. That's why I'm still standing here. Uh, so Captain Bly, his grandson, Keenan, is being baptized. And Keenan said, can my grandpa baptize me? Absolutely, that's exciting, and uh, so I don't know which one's more nervous about it, but anyway, uh, we're excited about seeing what's going to happen, so uh, we'll sing a song, Pastor Brett, until they get out of here. You can remain seated, we're going to sing Trust and Obey until they come out, so we'll keep singing like When we walk with the Lord in the light of His what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but a smile quickly drives it away. Not a doubt nor a fear, not a sign or a tear can abide while we trust and obey. Trust and obey. This is a special day. Um, I was thinking about this. Um, the last time I baptized anybody, and I'll let you do the calculations, was when we baptized Ginger. That's a few years ago. And so this is kind of a special one to, do, to, to, uh, to be able to baptize a grandson. 
Um, so I'm going to ask Kenan to, to answer a few questions. Kenan, uh, when was it that you asked Jesus to be your Savior? Last year, during the summer, I was, had some behavior issues. And when I was in my mom's room, she, pre- she talked to me, prayed with me, and I prayed and got saved. Okay. And then, why do you want to get baptized? Because I want to be obedient to the Lord, and because I would like everyone to know that I am saved. Okay. So, you'll turn her sideways. Now, in a minute, go ahead, put your right hand up. Right. So, Kenan, based on your profession of faith and your desire to be obedient to the divine command of God, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Buried with him in the, whoops, in the likeness of his death and, uh, in, and raised in newness of life. Are you ready? Amen. God bless you. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. All right. Good stuff. Uh, if you are staying for the, uh, for the uh, children's training, that's going to be in the fellowship hall, uh, meeting with uh, the deacons over here, this direction, 545, the orchestra is practicing, and tonight is the orchestra special. So we haven't done orchestra special before, I don't think, so Pastor Brett's going to try out something new, so uh, looking forward to that. Let's stand, we'll let you be dismissed. The Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, give you peace, love you all, you are dismissed. God bless.